What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Oh, we got a jam-packed show for you this week. After a couple of weeks, a little short episodes, we got a nice long one for you. <laughs> oh, I'm, I have a dirty mind. Anyway, we have the return of the professor. Professor Bierkowski comes back onto the show to drop some knowledge about women's history in beer, which really should read more like the history of beer because, let's face it, we all know that women started this year game and the men took over around the Industrial Revolution, but that's a topic for a different show. So uh, thank you so much again, Rachel, for coming by and dropping some knowledge on us. And then after that, then we go into our regular show where Sorcerer Chromatic and I, we drink and review a couple beers. We talk about the beer news, including the metaverse, the beer, beer in the metaverse. I'm, I know you can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes pretty hard right now. And then in our cold brew list, uh, we talk about some of the major changes in the, or the, I should say the major signings for the NFL's free agency, because that just kicked off. And at the very end, I give you the reason why there was no intro to last week's show, uh, because uh, my computer got ruined. <laughs> and so you'll hear all about that at the end of the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on tap, search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But before we get in to the next episode of Cold Brew, here is Professor Bierkowski and Beer History Number 11. Because March is Women's History Month, I thought it would be appropriate to pay homage to the women of the beer world, because it is to them whom we really owe our love of beer. So let's pay homage to the OG brewers of the planet Earth, women. Of course, 9,000-year-old beer is old, but the women of ancient civilizations had likely been producing beer within their tribal communities far before human history was written down. The origins of beer based in cereal grains like barley, which would later influence beer production throughout the rest of the world, were likely first produced in the Middle East, starting some 12,000 years ago. In ancient Mesopotamia, brewing beer was a consecrated task performed by well-respected and highly regarded priestesses. Archaeologists have unearthed ceramic vessels from 3400 BC, still sticky with beer residue, and the cuneiform tablets containing the now infamous hymn to Ninkazi is an ode to the Sumerian goddess of beer. This passionate hymn is both worship and recipe, as it describes in detail how to create the beloved ancient brew made by these female priestesses. Not only was Ninkazi associated with grain, bread, and brewing, but she was also seen to have connections to other feminine attributes, such as fertility and childbirth. Ninkazi represented the connection between grain crops, fertile soil, and fertile, healthy people. In ancient Egypt, the tradition of female brewers continued, and additionally, on the continent of Africa, Women in Burkina Faso have been making a mash of fermented sorghum into beer for some 5,500 years. In ancient Maya society, female brewers created beer from the cacao bean, 
well before it was used to make other alcohol-free cacao-based beverages more commonly associated with the present-day region. Women across Latin America have long been traditional purveyors of many native fermented beverages from chicha to pulque and many others in between. The ancient tradition of female brewers is not just limited to the Middle East, Africa, and Latin America, but also holds deep roots in Europe too. Women in Germanic Europe were no different than the previous mentioned societies in that they were the original brewmasters, now referred to as brewsters or alewives, well before the practice was taken over by monasteries. In early England, water potability was often unreliable, therefore the matriarch of the household was responsible for crafting ale for her family. Many women across England also relied on selling their surplus to the public, and some of these ladies even obtained professional brewing permits and made a very prosperous living through their skill in the trade. Unfortunately, throughout Europe, the founding of guilds often forced women out of the brewing industry. However, in Haarlem in the Netherlands, because women could inherit guild memberships from their spouses, many continued the profession. Data collected from the period of 1518 to 1633 in the Netherlands showed that 97 brewsters, three quarters of whom were widows, were operating a total of 536 breweries in the city. Finland is another European country with an incredibly rich feminine brewing history. Finnish brewsters created a native beer made from smoked malts, juniper, and hops. Anthropologists have reported that in Viking culture, women were the only ones allowed to be involved in the production of ale, and they maintained their proprietary recipes to be passed onto their daughters and granddaughters. In Danish communities, brewsters were considered the standard up until the Middle Ages. After this time, the newly formed and male-dominated brewers' guilds made it very difficult for these women to operate commercially within the more metropolitan areas but their markets within the more rural countrysides continued to prosper for some time. Brewing traditions in North America also started with women. It is in our own backyards here in Arizona that the women of the Tohono O'odham tribe brewed a traditional beverage made from the saguaro cactus called tiswin to be used for spiritual rituals. This is just one of many examples of feminine Native American brewing traditions, many of which center around fertility. Early colonial women were also the main brewers, as new land generally does not come with brewery infrastructure. A surprisingly little-known fact is that Martha Jefferson, wife of Thomas Jefferson, was renowned for her wheat beer recipe. It was not uncommon for a colonial woman to inherit and take over her husband's brewing operation should he die or become too unwell to run it himself. One of the oldest colonial brew houses that still stands today in Pennsylvania was built in 1713 by a woman named Elizabeth Haddon in the backyard of their mansion while her husband was away on business. Further north in Canada, an English immigrant named Susan Oland started a brewery of her own after coming to Canada with her husband in 1865. Prior to owning her own operation, she ran a brewery with her husband before his unfortunate passing. Susan was also so committed to her craft that she prevented, presented herself as a male to the market, as female brewmasters were still not entirely accepted as legitimate in Canada at the time. Though it is likely you may not have ever heard Susan's name before, you may have heard of Moosehead Beer, 
And some of these recipes were actually hers. Fast forward to between the beginning of the Industrial Revolution and the early 1970s, women were phased out of commercial brewing operations almost entirely. By the latter part of the 1970s, women began to quietly reappear at the kettle, holding the mash paddle once again. Unfortunately, so quietly that their sizable contributions often went unnoticed and uncredited. Suzanne Stern Dennison and Jane Zimmerman worked at and invested in California's unfortunately long now closed new Albion Brewing, established in 1976 as the first brewery in America since Prohibition. However, Jack McAuliffe is often the only person mentioned as this brewery's founder. This is now generally seen as an unfortunate Passover in the history of female brewery proprietors. American women such as Jill Vaughn and Rebecca Bennett have been successful at becoming top brewmasters at Anheuser-Busch, where they develop brands such as Bud Light Platinum and Shock Top. Patricia Henry is another notable figure in modern brewing as the first African-American woman to manage a major American brewery, Miller Brewing Company, now known as Miller Coors. The 80s saw a notable uptick in the number of women in the United States returning to commercial brewing. Carol Stout founded Stout's Brewing Company in Adamstown, Pennsylvania in 1987, and she was one of the first well-known female brewmasters since Prohibition and was the nation's first known sole female proprietor. Terry Ferendorf, founder of the Pink Boots Society, Irene Fermat, founder of Full Sail, Deborah Carey, co-founder of New Glarus, and many more women were responsible for bringing about the renaissance of women in the American brewing industry. Starting in the mid-2000s, the craft beer industry has been seeing another sizable influx of female brewers, brewery owners, and sole proprietors. Women once again are ascending the steps to the kettle platform, but this time not quite as quietly. Now more than ever before, brewsters from around the world are finally starting to get the credit they deserve for making great beer. Nowadays, names like Elise Lane, CEO and head brewer of Scarlet Lane Brewing, Celeste Beattie and Brianna Brake, co-founders of Rocky Mount Brewing, and Shyla Shepard and Missy Begay, founders of Bow and Arrow Brewing, represent a very small sample of the extremely talented women in beer across North America. And it's not just North America taking notice either. In 2015, the BBC's 100 Women Project honored Lehman Duong, a Vietnamese-Australian woman who brews strawberry beer, and she was noted as one of the most influential women of the year. This just scratches the surface of the presence of women in the now-booming craft beer industry. Very nice. Oh, thanks. like to... Uh... Extend uh, thank you to you for your contribution in the beer industry. Oh. <laughs> not only you work at a brewery, you also have the Beer Babes family, and your online presence is most welcome. Oh, thanks. And you're very, I think you're responsible for getting a lot of us um, beer nerds together every once in a while. Well, I'm trying. We're, we're going we're gonna to keep getting better at that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's scheduled. Yeah. 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 yeah so. I'd like to throw you in that little uh, essay you just read. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for everything you do, not only for the, the beer industry as a whole in Arizona, but also your contribution to my show. I just, I can't express my thank. Oh, my thanks. Yeah, no, you're welcome. This is so much fun. Um, 
and you give me an opportunity to learn more myself because I don't know everything. And so when I want to dive into a subject, you know, I have to force myself to learn and to read and then to have to compose something and then talk about it. I mean, that really makes you need to pay attention and learn stuff. So yeah. yeah. Keeps your brain uh, focused. Yes. Sharp. Yes. We yeah. all need to learn something new every day. I yeah. think. I think so too. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on the show and dropping some knowledge on us. Heck yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, the new and improved Cold Brew Studios. <laughs> I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, um, I'm still uh, still trying to get my circadian uh, rhythm back on track. Oh yeah, why is that? How is that? Or why? Why? Oh, we have the daylight saving switch. Oh. <laughs> I know I gotta get hey, used to your time. I, I, uh, I, it, it's it, it's really evident with my daughter. I, I don't want to say like it's a normal thing, but it really threw her off. I could tell. We could tell. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm not saying I'm. I don't want to compare kids to animals. I don't like when people do that. But animals don't do a daylight savings either. So like when you have a cat or a dog, you know, like the larger animals, they. They notice shit like that. Right. It affects them too. So I could tell because you're, I, I guess in the same uh, respect is they don't know how to tell time. And they're on right. like a, a body, a body clock. Right. Right. Yeah. And like uh, w- when they get their morning sunlight, it's thrown off. That's, that's, that's what the studies say. I, I looked into it a little bit. Yeah. And I think uh, they were seeing what. You don't. They shouldn't do it for daylight savings, but they should do it for standard time. That's that's the time that should be the permanent one. Because uh, yeah, right. if, if they did daylight savings during the winter, like some places in the U.S. wouldn't have a sunrise until like 10 a.m. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Like they said, they would really have to yeah fine tune uh, the, the time zone. No shit. Yeah, that might be something else I have to think about. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for just uh, stop stopping this nonsense of changing the clocks. Yeah. yeah but uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get on to the beer, shall we? Sure. All right. Today I have in front of me from our good friends over at Transplant City Beer Company. I have their Irish Stout. It's 5.2% ABV. It's called F. Y V. You know, I didn't ask. I was there the other day. I was there on St. Paddy's Day and I got the they had the Irish red 
And they also had this FYV and then FYV that was conditioned on uh, Bailey's Irish Cream. And I, I didn't ask what the hell FYV stands for. <laughs> so, and I, I know they have, they've, they've had it before. Maybe if I looked it up on Untapped. Yeah, put it in the Google machine. The Google machine. Let me see here. Sorry, I, I was seeing a lot of British pictures today. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. F-Y-V. Oh, not F-U-V, stupid. F-Y-V. There it is. Let's see what it says on there. Oh. Fill your vessel. There you go. F-Y-V. So wait, well, how, do you, how do you pronounce it? Like Sanche or something like that? Sanche? Oh, what? You know, the the Gaelic word for, or the Irish word for, for cheers. It means health. Uh, I say, I say slante. Slante, yeah, but I think it's pronounced like slante uh, or something like that. Oh, is it? I just, I don't know. That's how. I think it is. Yeah, that's why people, uh, you know, mockingly say cilantro. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Over your head. Huh? <laughs> I bet you get the door of the explorer joke, so don't you? <laughs> All right, what do you got this week? I got from our friend at Hen House Brewing hmm. the, the Philadelphia Experiment. What the hell? What's that about? Okay, so, okay, well, uh, Hen House has a, a rotating hop series, and this mm-hmm. is part of it. One of, okay. It's called the Philadelphia Experiment because uh, all of their, for sure, all of their single... Uh, rotating IPAs are named after conspiracy theories. Okay. And I believe I believe some of their uh, double rotating series. This one's a IPA with Simcoe, Sabro, and Vic Secret Hops. Okay. And uh, there's a conspiracy theory story on the can, but the lighting is bad. As we all know, during World War II, Navy researchers were obsessed with the practical applications of Albert Einstein's hypothetical unified field theory. Mm. If electromagnetic radiation and gravity could be demonstrated to be unified, then with enough electricity, visible light could be bent. Objects would be made invisible. The wartime applications of the technology would have been revolutionary. And in the fall of 1943, the Navy ran an experiment on the USS Eldridge while it was docked at the Philadelphia Naval Yard while the ship was temporarily rendered invisible. The sailors on board became sick. Some suffered serious breaks and others were moved impossible distances within the ship. The Navy will not comment on the experiment. We believe that all beer should be enjoyed in a brewery brewery fresh uh, condition and we insist on cold storage <laughs> okay well that <laughs> i guess the uh, facing wasn't the best priority on that <laughs> yeah but uh so yeah the, the i guess the philadelphia experiment was a with a cloaking experiment on uh on the ship interesting and they got a little upper dancing on the can and <laughs> one of those baby guys and did they have they the rooster on there so. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. 
That's interesting. Right, well, I had... Any further ado? Pop yeah. Pop. Did you know about that beforehand? Have Have you heard any anything about that, or is this is that a new conspiracy theory to you? Yeah, I remember that story, like reading about World War II tech and, and innovation. Um, however, I, I, for, I forgot the name. I, I, you know, okay. Until uh, until that name popped in, I, in fact, I didn't even know what it is. But yeah, I mean, they have stuff like on MK Ultra, which is really interesting. In fact, oh I, yeah, you talked I about that. It. Wasn't there a beer you had that was called MK Ultra? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <clears throat> M House, and same thing. Okay. And I got that too because. Because I heard uh, Joe Rogan interview one of the guys involved with that experiment. Mm. What was that again? Now that we Our brought group? it up, do you remember? Yeah, they say it was like uh, mind control, like the mentoring oh, candidate, right. and even uh, even uh, Charles Manson was linked to it. Like that's how come he goes out of jail so much because he was doing it. But yeah, it was like using LSD to control people. Right, right. Okay, I remember that now. Now, now it ring. Now it all came back to me. Yeah, but they have like Denver Airport and uh, Paul is the Walrus and all that stuff. Paul is the Walrus, isn't that a yeah. what do you call it a uh, a reference to the Beatles? That one's on the end. Well, yeah, but it's all about the whole um, the, the Paul McCartney is not the original Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. I've heard that. Right. Craziness. Stuff like that. Just the, the the fun conspiracy theories, not the uh, not the weird. Um, the Democrats are satanic and live off child's uh, blood, right? Uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let, let me talk about my beer. This FYV, the fill your vessel. Um, this is excellent. This is an excellent dry Irish style. You know, I like it better than Guinness. Um, it's not as dry as Guinness. There is actually some flavor. There's actually some uh, mouthfeel to it. It's got this really dark, chocolatey, roasty flavor to it. Um, and it's a little bit... The tad on the sweet side, too. So, oh, I know... It? So, it's an Irish stout, but it's not an Irish dry stout. This one is really good. They did a, they do a really good job over there at Transplant City. And this FYV is fucking phenomenal. I got a crowler of it. Um, Because they don't have a lot of their beers in, uh, you know, the 16 out of the pint cans. But uh, I was able to get a crawler of this. I wanted the Baileys. So when I went, I knew they had three beers coming out for their St. Paddy's event. And it was FYV, FYV, a condition on Baileys and an Irish stout. And I got the Irish red. I mean, the Irish red. Got the Irish red first. Little hazy, didn't clear up as much as they wanted to, but it was it still was it was still good. I got a little chocolatey notes on it, um, which uh, I was not expecting. Which you know it was it was good, but uh, the FYV was fucking awesome. So I got this, and then I was gonna get the Baileys to bring to the show, but then I saw on their menu that they didn't offer it in crawlers. I'm like, damn. All right, well, it the Baileys didn't uh, impart any difference on the ABV, so it's not like it it got uh, boosted by the Baileys. So I'm like, eh, it's all right. I don't I don't need the Baileys. It's, uh, so I just got the FYV again, and very excellent beer. I already know I'm gonna rate it very high as far as Irish stouts go. This was this is excellent. Way better than Guinness. Way better than Guinness. And you know me, I used to be that was that's, that used to be one of my number one beers back in the day was Guinness. Oh yeah. And like the, I, I got some for uh, St. Patrick's Day at the house. Get some carbon. 
Oh yeah. Some uh Well oh, you can't say Irish carbon no more, huh? No, I, I'm uh Well you shouldn't say I'm a one quarter Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, which quarter? Uh, the captain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't know this, but did you know that uh, St. <laughs> Patrick was Italian? <laughs> <laughs> you know that doesn't surprise me. Hey, there, there's probably nope. no snakes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, okay, I didn't know about the snakes, but um, no, and I, I, I kind of looked into it, and it's because I guess her, his parents were considered Romans. You know, air quotes, Roman. Oh, okay. Where is Rome? Yeah, in Italy. Rome's in Italy. That's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so... um. Well, was there even... Was it even considered Italy back then? It was just Rome, right? Wasn't Rome in the Roman Empire? Roman Empire? Oh, yeah. That's another... I guess, uh... Technicality. We could yeah. run away with this. That's crazy. I'm, I'm not so, yeah, too uh, sure about the geography back back in those days, but I, I, it makes sense to me. Well, it doesn't surprise uh, me. Believe it or not, Greg, it's, yeah. it's the same. Uh, well, well, what would the uh, the term <laughs> be then for like the country's distinctions? Oh, okay. Well, okay. I didn't mean you. I didn't, I thought you meant like the shape of the yeah. land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It wasn't like Pangea back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's continental drift. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good movie, by the way. Which one? Oh, the Ice Age Continental Drift. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you'll see when when your your daughters get older and they make you watch all them animated films. You you'll start um, appreciating the subtle adult humor that's in them. <laughs> How's your been treating you, by the way? Uh, good, good, very happy. Yeah. Good, sweet. Really sweet. So, is it a double or is it just a single? It's a single. Oh, okay. But it's a little spicy. Oh yeah, is it hazy or West Coast style? I forgot if, if you said. Okay, I didn't say it looks hazy. Okay. So that's the thing though with their rotating series. I don't know if they're they're um. If they distinguish, they make that distinction. Yeah, it should just be American IP at this point. But uh, that would make sense, though, why it's sweet. Because if it's a perceived sweetness, like if it's juicy, then there you go. Right. That's where it came from. All right, so we are you done uh, describing? Can I uh, move on? Oh, I just wanted to remind people that um, Hen House is, is uh, located up in Santa Rosa, California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Did you go up there? Neighbors. Or? To Russian River, no, no. Okay. Uh, neighbors to, uh, to of course Russian River and uh, Lagunitas. So yes, yes, they're all in that California style IPA vein. Very good. They know how to do IPAs up there in Santa Rosa. I know that for a fact. They invented the IPA. <laughs> <laughs> they sailed around the horn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, we will rate these beers later on <laughs> Untapped. Just search Cold Brew they Podcast. India. <laughs> <laughs> they founded India. Yes. The very first, uh, <laughs> the very first Indians were from Santa Rosa. <laughs>
But right now, it's time for the beer news. All right, let me see here. Let me get to my news stories. I got just a couple news stories for the first one. The first news story in our beer news segment. Here's the headline. Even Heineken thinks its new metaverse beer is a dumb publicity stunt. Heineken wants to have its metaverse beer and drink it too. The brewery is the latest company and second beer manufacturer to jump on the metaverse bandwagon with its Thursday release of Heineken Silver, a quote virtual beer that the company insists is, yes, as dumb as it sounds. For starters, Heineken is quick to let everyone know you definitely can't drink whatever the new thing is. Our virtual beer is made up from the freshest pixels, (laughs) no malt, no hops, no yeast, no water, and also no beer. The company explains the result, an unusual and inaccessible premium lager with a tech and meta finish that no one can enjoy. I talked to someone who is into the the VR, the whole metaverse thing, and it's like you could, you can actually interact with people, which is cool. You know, you have your your goggles on or whatever, and you have you can actually talk to people. Um, but to be able to enjoy anything like food or drink or actual feeling sens- sensations is is absurd and the only reason they put it in there was so people see the heineken brand in the metaverse do you know anyone who's been in the metaverse besides besides like oculus <laughs> well oculus i don't know if no. you, you can no. get into the, the metaverse right and i don't know if you can get no, into I, didn't, the, I, didn't. I just thought that was a game I know, I just, console I, yeah yeah i'm just joking like oh, okay. uh, the virtual reality game uh no i haven't asked anyone either though i mean i don't know if i have any that devil you know i, I had an idea to um we should uh we should open up a, a happy hour spot in the metaverse <laughs> so that way our fans could uh you know join us oh man if you had a vr in the metaverse like a uh an avatar excuse me an avatar in the metaverse um what would you make him or her look like? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like you? Yeah. Oh, okay. You you try to nail it or would you give would you make yourself a little bit taller or um better fashion? Yeah, I'd be the taller. <laughs> taller. That's what this person told me. They they said that their people's avatars, they they like to present themselves as taller than they really are. I'm like, and I was thinking, yeah. this sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty on my phone and interested in a lot of like social stuff. However, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm drawing the line at a, at a, you know, the whole metaverse thing. You know, I like to think at of least my, right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't see, I don't see a practical. Uh, application for me to do it. You know what I mean? I gotcha. I like to think of myself as pretty hip. I'm with it, you know, like the Dr. Evil stuff. Um, but, and, you know, progressive, you know, I, I 
don't think that today's music what well, whereas i think uh, and this is my only, only example or even movies music and movies arts entertainment well i think it's very formulaic and um very analytical as far as you know the the analytics the marketing analytics and they cater to all that just to appease more people than you know than maybe back in the day where it's just niche niche um interests i still appreciate uh some of the art forms that are out there and and i really like them however this new meta this might be the this might be the line this might be the line in the sand i never cross you know and and in a way that kind of makes me feel sad that i don't want to do this but at the same time i'm still open to it as long as uh Someone shows me how to do it. That's how old I am now. Now I, I need someone to show me how to do it. That's so bad, man. Um, but as far as the beer goes, like with, I think maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it's subconsciously. I didn't realize it till right now when I said it, there's no fucking beer in the metaverse. Why the hell would I want to even go there? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if there is, I couldn't drink it and I couldn't enjoy it. How great is that? How, how terrible is that? Oh, you man. You can look at it, though. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, look at how good that pine is. <laughs> look at the lacing. <laughs> look at the, the perfect pour. Dude, my, my daughter wants to pour all my beers now. Every time I'm over there and I have a beer, she wants to pour all. And she wants to learn how to. So I, I, I taught her, you know, 45 degree angle, pour it on the side. And when it gets half full. Turn it straight up and pour and pour hard. Does she get it? Yeah, there's been a couple that she's gotten. There's she has a couple of foam overs. I told her, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it happens. You're only ten years old, so <laughs> you're you're not gonna get fired. You tell her your uncle does it all the time. <laughs> no, I. <don't>. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have you 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 don't foam it over. It foams up, but nah, yours don't yeah. go over, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. All right. I got one more beer story for the beer news. Here's the headline. Coors Light is selling six packs of beer flavored lollipops. I heard about this. Oh, you have? Have you seen any? I did some TV. A beer and watching sports have a longstanding relationship. It explains why sports bars are far more popular than, say, sports coffee shops. So beer brands often align promotional campaigns to major sporting events. The Super Bowl, the World Series, Stanley Cup. What about the NBA championship? Um, and now that March Madness has arrived, it's not surprising that Coors Light has come up with their own tie-in, beer-flavored lollipops. What do these beer-flavored lollipops, which are non-alcoholic, by the way, but still intended for adults, have to do with March Madness? Coors Light say they were inspired by research showing that sucking on lollipops and other hard candies can have a calming effect. Thus, these beer-flavored suckers that are formulated to taste specifically similar to Coors Light and even include foamy or foam-inspired layer on top are officially called Chillo Lolli Wait, Chillolipops. Excuse me, Chillolipops. Thank you. Star uh, Starch March is one of the most Stressful times of the year for a college basketball fan. Uh, Marcelo 
Pascoa, Vice President of Marketing for Core's Family of Brands. Hey, we talked about him last week, said in the announcement. During all the incredible highs and lows of March basketball, Core's Light is the brand to bring a moment of chill. What do you think? You want to try one of these beer flavored lollipops? <laughs> yeah, if you can't get drunk, what's the point? Um, right. <laughs> like, like non-alcoholic uh, beer. It, it's for some people. It's for some people out there, but not for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I just really uh, what do I say? It, it's too chatty. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it's intended for adults, then like, why even, why even associate it with March Madness? Well, I guess college students are adults. They're not twenty-one and all twenty-one and over, but they're pretty much most of them are eighteen and over by at this point. Even I was seventeen when I first started college, but at, by March I was already eighteen. All right. All right. No, I I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. You know, at the same time, you know, I say it's tragic, but no one else is doing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like they're they're the first to market. Yeah. And you know, and I've noticed, too, that I was very uh, um, high on Miller Lights marketing. But in the last like few weeks, Coors Light has has brought it. They they brought their A game to the marketing scheme in 2020. Coors Light is trying to go toe for toe with. Miller Light is the best marketed uh, light beer out there, so good for them. This Marcelo Pescoa, he's uh, he's getting his name out there, that's for sure. All right, do you know what time it is? Maybe. Time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's on. It's time. It's time for the cold brew list. As we as proceed, we proceed we oh. to give you what you, you need. Let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think of NFL free agency, sir? Oh, it's been pretty wild. And I think uh, as far as everything has shaken out so far, the AFC is fucking stacked. Yeah, it, it's going that way. Yeah. As far as, well, you know, as far as quarterbacks go. And as we both know, quarterbacks are the number one position on any NFL team. Right, right. The the the, the franchise goes as the, the quarterback, right? Right. So, with that, just uh, with the beginning of free agency, and you know, first with the tampering period, and and now free agency is here. There were some uh, deals. <laughs> <laughs> the tampering period. There's not supposed to be any tampering. Everyone knows it happens. <laughs> so, and but now it's got its own name. I'm just, I'm just giggling because of that. All right, All right go, go okay. ahead. I know. Then there's the pre-tampering because that's what everyone says. All the tampering and stuff happens at a, at a, at the combine. You know, with the GMs and right. the agents. You know, they, uh, they hash things out in the bar, and you know, because. I mean, yeah, agents are there for the new players try to pick up clients or in some cases already representing clients. Mm-hmm. And they got guys that are already in the league too. So it's like, 
hey, uh, you know, what are you thinking? You know, it's like, you know, if a team needs, obviously, that's another popular thing is getting edge rushers. If you need an edge rusher, but you also need like a running back, you know, the the agent's like, well, I got a, you know, I got a, a running back in the league and I got an edge yeah. rusher coming to the staff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in so, the NBA, in the NBA, the uh, I I don't want to call it tamp. It's not really tampering, but uh, a lot of shit gets talked about or discussed during the All Star weekend. That's when everyone right. gets together and, and starts uh, talking about trades and all that crap. Um, but anyway, right. so why do you bring that up? Uh, the NFL and the uh, tampering and free agency. Oh, or just I want to go over some of the uh, what you call free agent moves. Ooh, all right. And and uh, well, just to bring it up is like a okay. I'm just looking at a website that has what teams done and the grade. But so you just want me to do the A's, the the lower grade, or what do you think? Um, of course, the A's. We 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 got to talk about the A's. But uh, any anything that piques your interest, I, I I'm all for it. I want to do all the grades, to be honest, but we don't have time for all that. All right. Um, uh, let's call it the honor roll. We'll call it the honor roll. So A's and B's. Okay. So going alphabetically, the first A is A minus with the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, okay. What did they do? They got an offensive tackle, uh, Good. Morgan Moses from the Jets. They got a defensive tackle, Michael uh, Pierce from the Vikings. And they got the safety, Marcus Williams, uh, from the Saints. He's actually a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a big contract, too. He had a big contract five years, $70 million. The, the Ravens weren't that far off. They just got, if they could just kept their star players from getting hurt, you know, their running back and, the, of course, the quarterback. Right. And then, uh, didn't, was it Peters or Humphreys go down? One of the, uh. One of the corners. Oh yeah, late in the series, yeah, late in the season, yeah. Not that late. Well, late enough that it affected their whole fucking yeah. season. Right. Um, next, Buffalo Bills got an A minus. I'll just oh. talk about. I'll just go to the six. <laughs> for getting rid of Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> like, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, the the Von Miller deal. Oh, that's right. Which is really it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's six years, 120 million. However, mm. everyone's saying it's probably just really a three year deal. But those extra yeah. years just to, to uh, they, they say, uh, kick the can down the road. Yeah. You know, and as far as, as, far as the, let, let me just go real quick on the, the future, you know, the, the, the back weighted deals. Um, sometimes these, uh, the GMs know that. In the future, like, I don't know when the TV contract comes up for, for the NFL. Then they just resign a bunch of stuff. But maybe they're thinking, not now, but three or four years from now, there might be a big bump in, in, in the cap because of TV deals. Right. You know, I always thought that was kind of shady because it seemed like as soon as they get their new collective bargaining agreement, then they get the new TV deal. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The CBA, the CBA is is a ten year deal. However, I mean, 
the new TV deals aren't every 10 years. I just believe that the latest three up always happens right after. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if, if you keep your, your ear to the streets, you know that the streaming thing's going to start coming up. You know, Amazon oh. and well, Yahoo and Amazon are already doing it, but there's going to be other uh, players in the market that want to take all the, you know, start giving the NFL the money so they can have all the content. And that's going to be a, a, a pretty uh, pretty penny right there. I get you. All right, keep going. Who's next on the list? All right, well, the Bills, they got, they oh. got OJ Howard. Uh, oh, the, nice. The Buck, tight end. It's a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Phillips from the card from your Cardinals. <laughs> they you got know? a defensive yeah. tackle. Defensive tackle, what's the name? Defensive tackle, yeah. Well, that's Phillips and another guy oh. named Tim Settle. Uh, an offensive guard uh, from wow. the Titans. Roger Saffold. Yeah, they got a lot. Uh, a corner. Darian Neal. They didn't mention what team he was from. All right. One of the wait, before you move on, one of the things about the Bills that I heard when I was listening to uh, um, Ben Solak on on the Bill Simmons podcast, he was he was saying, and it makes sense, you know, the, the AFC West got so stacked, they're gonna beat the shit out of each other, and the Bills are just gonna be laying back, <laughs> waiting for the playoffs to to take whoever makes it out from that. You know, they're gonna be staggering when they make it out of the West. I'm like, holy shit! I can see that. Similar, yeah. similar to the uh, the Niners this year, the, the NFC one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, the next A is the Broncos. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, I mean, they oh. they have the talent, and then just getting Wilson, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, as much as I hate this the Seahawks. I mean, they they did have their franchise guy. It, mm-hmm. It's weird. I mean, I. I could see him going to the Hall of Fame, especially if he, he get, wins one more. However, it's not going to be with Seattle, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, too, I, I look at websites with what Seahawks fans feel about it, and it, like they're bragging how, like, you know, with their with their picks, so they'll retool and all that stuff. It's like, how long did it take you to get a quarterback as good as Russell? Wilson? Really? Yeah, who do you have before then? <laughs> Dave Craig, exactly. Warren Moon, Hasselbeck in the, in the twilight of career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and this and draft, they, this draft isn't uh, yeah. quarterback heavy. No, it's not. Not this year. Yep. And then um, you know, there's other things too. It's like don't brag that you got two draft picks when you know you don't have you don't have or two number one draft picks when. You don't have one this year. It's not like you have an extra draft pick. You you got a draft pick back, if you will. All right. Yeah. If if you're if there's a blockbuster trade like that, the team yeah. that gets the superstar is the winner, no matter what. Right. Right. Because a, a proven player is worth any pick. Exactly. So. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right. Especially if it's quarterback. And, and then you know that's like another thing. It's like everyone says the Niners gave up. Three number ones for for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. In, in my mind, we only give up two because we still got the pick. You know, it's like the, the, for that year the one swap, and then yeah, there was two extra picks. Yeah, yeah, you know it wasn't saying? three. Yeah, it was actually just two. All right, but even even then, I mean, if, if it pays off, then it's totally worth it. 
Exactly. All right. So the big Russell Wilson trade, which is a huge bug, that that sent ripples through the through the uh, the rest of the quarterback. Well, actually, the first domino was was Aaron resigning, uh-huh. and then uh, Russell. So Denver's only, and that's another thing. Denver, and we'll get into that too. It just you know got the new coach. They got the new coach. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, I guess he's in a good situation where he doesn't have uh, to. to he, he's got a talented guy to work with. Right. Uh, uh, a elite quarterback to work with. The thing is, too, is, is can he do it? That's nice. Yep. The, yeah. You have to. You have to step up. It's, it's his time. Let's see if we can do it. All right. All right, the Broncos, like I said, they got the A. They got Russell Wilson. They got two of our Niners, uh, offensive lineman Tom Compton, and uh, 49ers defensive tackle DJ Jones. That oh, yeah. Jones one hurt. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, he's talented and a little probably a little too rich for the Niners. Led right now. We're getting everything. Yeah, they, they got to pay. Uh, they got to pay the other side of the ball. Right. Um, sorry, I'm burping like crazy. No, so they got uh, a, a tight end from the Ravens, another offensive guard from uh, the Packers, another offensive tackle from oh, I didn't say his name is Calvin Anderson, and then yeah. a linebacker. Oh, and then they got a Cowboys outside linebacker slash edge, uh, Randy Gregory, who uh, yes was in during the. Um, during the tampering period, he agreed from Cowboys, and then yeah, and he signed a deal exactly. It was pretty much the same years of money, right? Pretty much the same contract with Denver. So it makes me think that that uh, signing by the Broncos, the Gregory leaving Dallas, they they got they left they Amari Cooper also left. Talk some shit about Dak on his way out the door. Makes me think something's well, he not. Was traded. What? He was traded. Yeah. He was traded. Oh, he was traded, but he's, he's still he left, and on his way out, he was he talked shit about Dak. Um, makes me think there, there's some shit going on in Dallas, man. There, there's some stinks in Dallas right now, and, and it's not just Jerry Jones's feet. <laughs> or, or his daughter. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? There, there's some, there's something not right in Dallas right now, man. And I would not put any money on them next year to, to, to go all the way. Oh, definitely. I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm, even though, you know, the, the Niners, of course, uh, beat them in the playoffs this year. I don't lie on, on paper that they they were a really, really talented team. It just didn't yep. go together for them. And this year, like a lot of that's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it First is. Of all, everyone, everyone's a year older. You know, you know, push is coming to shove on the uh, on the money situation. You know, uh, you know, Zach was a later pick in in, in the draft, and, and I'm saying he can't he can't play. I'm just saying that he got an opportunity in a nice situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like he was kind of built. And he was kind of the afterthought that finally got the chance to play versus being the the quarterback that they built around to begin with. Yeah. I mean, last year was his 
come back from the injuries, so maybe he didn't perform as well as he could have. So we'll, we'll give him a year. I'll, I'll let, let let's see what he does this year. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him one you know, more year. In a, yeah. In a serious enough injury like his, though, just what if that is his physical peak already? Huh. Right? I'm could, not saying I'm not saying he's out there limping around. In fact, no. he got hurt again. If memory serves. I, I didn't know if it, it was a different injury, but I, I heard he was hurt still right. going into the, the final stretch of the season. So it's just kind of like, you know, uh, you're never going to be healthy again. Sorry. Yeah, you're never going to be 100%. Right. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say was just going to be a joke. I'll give him one more year before I call him the Black uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, thank you. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's what Dude. that's what Amari Cooper said on his way out the door. All right, what's the, who's next? The next A team is uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh yeah, they, but they just barely made that A. <laughs> as far as like timing wise, it just happened. Yeah, yeah. The the Devontae Adams that was via trade too. So uh, mm-hmm. they also got running back Brandon Bolton from the Pats, along with their fullback Jacob Johnson. They also got a receiver from the Dolphins, Matt Collins. Um, Alex Barr from the Bears. Uh, he's an offensive lineman. Uh, defensive tackle. So, Lyle Nickel from the Bears. Mm-hmm. And then a nice, a nice. Uh, what do I want to say? Pickup was uh, Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. from the, oh. He used to be in the Cardinals. Where was he last year? Was he in the Cardinals? Yeah, he was on your, your Cardinals. He got hurt. Though. He was hurt, though. <laughs> okay. He was hurt for a big part of the season. And then uh, they also traded that Ngakwe guy for uh, Rafi Asin from the Colts. So, uh, oh, okay. Nice. Help in the secondary. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean... In the corner and Everett. Oh, okay. And, and Devontae Adams, he's like the the number two wide receiver last year. Right. In the league, yeah. Like, yeah. He's number two behind the Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. However, really, really talented guy and really familiar with uh, David Carr as they were college uh, teammates and roommates. Oh, that's right. That's right. For, I didn't even, even know they were roommates. I knew they were they were uh, uh, teammates, though, at Fresno State. Right. Yeah. And uh, Devontae Adam, uh, yeah, Adams was a, was a uh, Raider fan growing up, too. So it was kind of part of his decision. So they say. Oh, okay. Nice. Good for him. And plus, you know, new new scenery, new new man. I mean, uh, you know, Green Bay, Las Vegas. <laughs> no shit, huh? Going from Green Bay, the frozen tundra, to the fucking Sin City, City of Lights, or whatever we want to call it, man. <laughs> wow. That's a no-brainer if you ask me. All right. All right. Um, what team's next? Any next more A's? Or... Oh, okay. Yeah, but the Los Angeles Chargers. They got uh, QB Chase Daniel on a one-year deal. Uh, they re-signed Mike Williams. Um, they got a defensive tackle from the Rams, uh, Shabashian Joseph Day. They got a nice defensive tackle, Austin Johnson. They got, uh, what's it called? They traded Leo Mack. They got the corner from the Patriots, that's uh, J.C. Jackson. He was touted as one of the best corners in free agency. And in the league last year. Yeah. 
Yeah, the 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 Patriots had had a, a sneaky, quietly good secondary last year. Right. Until the playoffs. <laughs> Until they met fucking uh what's his name? Um I can't even think of his name from Buffalo. Uh Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. So they met Josh Allen in the playoffs. <laughs> and then it's like they slunk away. <laughs> and then they got a long snapper from Atlanta. Oh, everyone needs a long slapper, man. Slapper. Snapper. But yeah, the I, I was like, why did they get a knee? And then you said Khalil Mack, and then they're like, oh yeah, that's why. Yeah. The Rams got an A, too. I think uh, signing uh, Allen Robinson. Which probably means they're going to trade... Uh, What's his name? Wood, and probably not get ODB back unless he does it for cheap again. Yeah. Um, offensive lineman Cole Shelton, two years. I'm not sure where he's from. Yeah, but they, they uh, lost Whitworth though. Re- I, well, yeah, he retired. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I think when uh when they don't have a uh, a team name by him, it, they're they're re-signing their own guy. And now that I look at this. Oh, okay. But yeah, Woodward retired. That's a. However, this is their free agency grade, not their offseason grade. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 right. Because, yeah, there's still the draft and everything. Yeah. What's next? That's the last A. How many more Bs? Oh, there's a lot of Bs. Because, like, no one really got a bad grade. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see. They re signed Godwin. Right. They got a wide receiver, Russell Gage. They oh, yeah, from, uh, from from the Falcons, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got Rashad Perriman. Good one. The Patriots guard, Shaq Mason. They got the center, Ryan Jensen. Uh, offensive lineman and corner. So, they're all right. They're, so, they're, they're solid in up spots. Well, the most important one was... Tom Brady coming back after he said he was he after he thanked the whole Tampa Bay organization. I went thought he was gonna leave. Yeah. And he's like, eh, I'll be back for one more. We'll just <laughs> we'll just stop at the A's. We don't have to go to the yeah. B's. The whole thing about the Tom Brady thing is I and, and I think Bill Simmons pointed it out and, and I was like, I totally agree that he saw the landscape of the NFC and he's like the only one better than me, if, you know, comparably, if you if you even want to say he's better, is Aaron Rodgers. If I if I go back, I'm the second best quarterback, maybe arguably the first best quarterback, because of stats last year, Tom Brady was better than Aaron Rodgers as far as yards and touchdowns. But if so, if I leave, it's only been Aaron Rodgers. Like who's who's the next best quarterback after Aaron and Tom in the NFC? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, like that's a big drop off, though, right? No, Trey Lance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, <laughs> remains to be seen. Who's it? You could say Stafford because he won the the Super Bowl, but is he really that great? Yeah. No, no. In fact, you know, looking at and listening to people, I I think the Rams could have won the Super Bowl with Goff still. So. The way that that team was stacked, yeah, and that's what they thought the year before too, and they they came up short. But yeah, the uh, well, two um, years ago, or, yeah, years ago, yeah, you know what I mean. The uh, the 
So the NFC uh, like is is yeah. is pretty no, poor. In, this in year. all seriousness, get the white that that Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then we don't even know what technically what's up with Jimmy G. Not that I'm saying he's in the conversation with the best one. What's gonna be, what's gonna be his his uh, situation? His fear. Yeah. I mean, However, uh, would it be the worst thing well, if the Niners held on to Jimmy G for another year? Uh, salary cap wise, yeah. Oh, okay, salary. Okay. Yeah, because they still have to pay um, Debo and Bosa, right? Yeah, one of them would definitely get a deal once Jimmy's money's off the book. Uh, one of them will get a deal for sure. That was going to be, you know, kind of a uh, besides that, and then. Yeah. Everyone probably yeah. Not a bad problem. No, so yeah, this we'll, we'll revisit this uh, the free agency uh, um, thing later on down the line during the off season. See uh, see what happens. See how it shakes out for the rest of the league. But are most of the the big names and and trades done right? Except yeah. Jimmy. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, AFC West pretty stacked as far as quarterbacks. The AFC North pretty stacked as far as quarterbacks. Um, AFC just stacked, man, as far as quarterbacks go. And NFC is, uh, you know, they're hurting, but they, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year. So you don't have to have the best quarterback to win the Super Bowl. But it, you need the best quarterback to win there in the regular season to get you to the fucking playoffs. Exactly. All right, man. How's your beer treating you? Good. Is it gone? I'm a- all right, we're going to rate our beers right now on Untapped. So it's Cold Brew Podcast. And we are going to rate our beers. And you can hear what, or you can see what we rate our beers before even the show comes out. How lucky is that? All right, so you had, I remember it was, it was Hen House, Pencil, Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Damn, I, I tried to, you know. The Philadelphia Experiment. There it is. They do list it as a New England slash hazy IPA. What would you like to rate this beer at? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. What? Uh, see, has right now has an overall rating of 3.97. None of our friends have rated it, so we give it the cold brew drop. But what are your tasty notes on this beer? It is uh, sweet. Right. Um, hoppy, hoppy, yeah. and citric. I remember you saying that earlier. Yeah. All right. Yeah, citric that works. Right. Save and check in. Now I had FYV by Transplant City Beer Company out of Litchfield Park, Arizona. And I really like this one. Like I said earlier, I think this one is phenomenal. This is a really good Irish stout, um, just like you. I, I try to rate my beers as far as the style goes. Irish stout, great. They say dry here. Mm, I I guess maybe because that's the untapped classification. It's not that dry. It really is not. I, I don't think it is. However, it's phenomenal. I'm going to give it a uh, 4.5. That's how much I like it. So let's see here. Go into it. All right. So there's an overall rating of 4.19. One of our friends has rated it at 5.0. That's Beer Bellies. Beer Bellies gave it. 
Oh no, he just checked in. It was Rachel Benkowski, our friend um, from uh, Professor Bierkowski. She gave it a 5.0, and that was the last time that she was at Transplant City, and that's when she and I went um, in March on March 14th. Wow, a year ago, uh, 2021. She gave it a five. I think it's a 4.5. And but she should know, man. She's a cicerone. About to be her beer judge. I'm gonna say it is um let's see chocolatey and smooth. That's, yeah, that's it. Chocolatey and smooth. Just like uh Hershey's milk chocolate. <laughs> but it's a dark chocolate, that milk. Alright, save and check in. All right, so uh, I just want to talk about one thing that happened to me this week. Dude, I spilled beer on my computer. Uh, <laughs> um, so it was a romantic evening, a home alone. You know, I uh, poured two glasses of wine, you know, signed up the, you know, logged into Pornhub. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Not two glasses. Two glasses of beer, and then uh, were you were you uploading your latest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to do the R- Richard Christie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I went to grab my beer, and instead of grabbing it, I knocked it over, and it spilled right on the keyboard. It immediately went out. I'm like, fuck. Oh, that's like a bad movie special effect. Oh, it was so bad, man. It was not only was bad, it was horrible. Um, and yeah, I knew, I knew immediately, like, like I'm done. It's over. Like, I, I turned my laptop upside down. I have a, a MacBook. Turn it upside down. Try to get it out. There's no... I didn't have enough rice, you know, <laughs> to put it in, like, a, a tub of rice or anything. And... I knew it was done immediately, so I didn't even hesitate. I went out to Amazon. I actually found a refurbished one from 2017 for about, uh, this is like 400, 489, I think. And so I ordered that. It came the next day. I'll fucking give him props to Amazon, man, for having the computer the next day. Um, took me like two days to get it set up, though, just because of the whole, like, you know, got a, um, transfer oh and so because i have an external hard drive that i had my uh time machine that's what the uh, apple calls uh, the apple calls their uh, their backup app is time machine i have it on there so i was able i i recovered everything dude i recovered okay. yeah i recovered everything that was on my laptop thanks to backup and um so i was able to do that um i tried starting up my old laptop my old beer my beer laptop now um and it would start the start you know the 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 initial screen came on i put in my password and then it would try to load the 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 home screen but then it would just fail and shut down so i'm gonna buy like a screwdriver to take out the screws i'm gonna see if i can clean this myself why not i have a a refurbished laptop it seems to be working fine so far I'm going to give it like a few more days if it keeps working. I'm like, I'm just going to keep it. I got it now. Um, the only, the only shitty part, man, only shitty part. I didn't, 
want to do, but I have to because it's emergency. Was I had to buy it on credit. Yeah. So that was the only thing. Like, so I I'll have to pay you know the the credit card fees or the you know the percentage points for it. But um, I think uh, I think it'll be I don't think it'll be all right. But it was still man, so bad, dude. I was so I was I was distraught, dude. I couldn't even. I had to, I had to I had to get drunk, so I had to have a couple of beers. And, then, and and you know what beer I knocked on it was uh, Aroma Coma by Drake's out of San Leandro, and I was so like, yeah, yeah, I was so happy that I had a Drake's beer. Luckily, I bought two though, so I spilled the one on my laptop, but I had one more so I could you know I could actually actually drink. Oh man, been a cycle, but it's only two beers. Sorry, <laughs> but I bought two of those. I bought two of the Racer Fives that I had last year, uh, last week. So you know, I, I bought two of a bunch of them. Um, I didn't just have two beers in my fridge. <laughs> oh, but hey, if I can recommend anything, don't drop beer on your laptop. Well, there you go. <laughs> any uh, any uh, stupid shit happened to you this week? Mm, no, I can't say that I have. Good just for get you, my, uh, I just get my. Uh, my girls uh, adjusted to the new time. All right. I, I hope it only takes them a couple more days. They'll, they'll figure it out. They're smart. Well, yeah. I know one of them's smart. The other one's too young to know if she's smart or not. No. <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. I love yeah, both of them. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. <laughs> Bad boy. Look what your uncles, uh, Greg said on... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Back in March of 2022. Yeah, you're four months old. <laughs> oh, and he says he loves you. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this episode? No, that's it. All right, cool. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic. And we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time.